Hi everyone, welcome back to Bible Made Easy Podcast. I'm Brother George. Thanks a lot for joining me. Does God get angry? And if so, why? Some people think that God is always angry, constantly monitoring our behavior with some sort of celestial surveillance camera and ever ready to pound us for our sins. Of course, that's not true. Other people have a warm and fuzzy impression of God, that he's the ultimate good guy, totally cool with anything, non-judgmental and accepting of no matter what we do. Well, that's not true either. The fact is that God does sometimes get angry. In fact, Psalm 711 says that God is angry with the wicked every day. So let's take a look at God's anger, what exactly makes him angry, and what the purpose of his anger is. There are references to God's anger towards individuals, groups, or nations throughout the Old and New Testaments. In Old Testament days, because of the extreme violence, wickedness, and perversion of humankind, God had to resort to harsh measures to deal with the situation. So you had events like the flood, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, and the ten plagues of Egypt where God punished the evildoers severely. Since the coming of Jesus, in what we call the Age of Grace, God does have a more gentle approach, but still gets angry when warranted. However, the Age of Grace will soon come to an end at the second coming of Christ. His patience is wearing thin as the world continues to reject him and becomes increasingly evil. This will culminate in some intense judgments during the Great Tribulation just before his return, and then upon his return with the pouring out of the seven vials of wrath on the very wicked. But thankfully such displays of intense and furious wrath are not the norm, and are usually reserved for historically extreme situations. Of course, God can be angry with us for day-to-day behaviours. So what makes God angry with either an individual or a nation? Basically, any persistent and deliberate attitudes and actions that hurt him and others. Listen carefully to this dirty laundry list of things that provoke God's wrath outlined in Romans 1, 18-31. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. They knew God... They did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie, and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, for even their woman exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. 
being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. Well, that's quite a list, and I don't think there's anyone in this world that hasn't been guilty of one or more of those sins. But does God immediately, angrily punish us upon committing any sins? Thankfully, no. Anger is not God's primary way of dealing with our sin. In fact, it's a last resort. God's default approach is to shower us with his loving kindness to inspire repentance and obedience. Romans 2.4 says, The goodness of God leads us to repentance. And Psalm 145.8 says, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. He first tries to encourage love and obedience to him by instructing us through his word, the Bible, through our consciences, and various other positive means. But if we insist on our disobedience, plowing through every warning sign and roadblock he puts in our way, then he might have to resort to punishing us in some way. Hebrews 10, 26 and 27 says, For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation. God's anger is a sign of his love for us. It's never unwarranted, never personal or vindictive, always proportionate to the offense, and always for the purpose of stopping or limiting evil and for our redemption. Hebrews 12.6 says, For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. And if we repent, he's quick to forgive. Isaiah 54.8 says, With a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have mercy on you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please be sure to hit the like button and subscribe if you haven't already. God bless you. See you next time.